Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We thank you for joining us, and I am glad to be back here with my faithful co-host, James <laughs> Ross. How you doing, buddy? We are glad to be back, and I just realized last week I asked how I got to be the co-host, and you're the host. <laughs> oh, I, in my mind, it's like co-host, co-host. Oh, co-host, co-host. Yeah, like we, I just say co-host because, like, I don't know. I guess I'm the first one to talk, so yes, does that yes. make me the host? <laughs> yeah, well, I, no, no. I, just now that we've made that clear, I'm yeah. totally good. It's kind of like Andy Stanley. I've heard him say this several times about people he works with. He's like, look, I'm the lead pastor, but I'm not the smartest person here. I just got here first. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I just talked Are first. Are you saying that I just got here first? No, I just smarter? Said, <laughs> Is that what you're trying no, to I'm say? No, I'm just saying I got the mic first, I got guess. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got there first with a thousand people with, from exactly, his dad's church. But, you know, church, but anyway, you know, okay. Details, details. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing great. I think you asked me that. I'm. I, if not, I knew you were going to ask yeah. me that. Um and enjoying this time of year and just the Lord's work in our church is just really, it's just really great. And, mm. uh, you know, busy with kid stuff. I mean, good gracious, but, yeah. uh, Hey, it's all good. Life is, I tell people often, I'm like, my life is full. It's full of good things, yeah. but it is very full. It's full. Yes. I like, but that's better than busy. Like I, that's a better word because busy means I just feel like you're just going place to place, which we do feel like that sometimes. But yes. full is like, Helps us remember, like every place we're going around. Like, look at me, it is, it look is, at me coming so, up with this good. Right. It good is just, thing. it is full. Like how blessed we are. Ooh, I should preach on full you should versus preach on busy. Full, full, full versus busy. Man, this is, this is good. That's Somebody's right. gonna steal that and write That's a book. Right. Um, how are you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing great. It's good to be back. Uh, man, Where you been? Uh, I was in India. Oh, okay, and, uh, it was so good. We're gonna talk about it later, but um, man, uh, you know, just awesome to see what God's doing. Uh, in the awesome to see Asram. Awesome to see Asram. Hello, Asram. I don't think you listen to Boggy Talk, does but he, he watches. He does. He watches our service every week. He He's, leaves his church uh, very late in the evening and watches our live stream man, every that's, Sunday. That's humbling. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He and his that family they they yeah they watch and tune in with Church on Bayshore. Well, and since you were gone, you may have forgotten how we do this. That's but right. We have a hot topic. <laughs> yeah. Then we answer some questions and then we play a game and I have a good game for you today. Oh, I can't wait. But why don't we get started with our hot topic, Mr. And our hot topic this week is... Is hot topic really the right... Uh, wait, remember hot topic? Hot Sorry. topic, the store. <laughs> that was random. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. That was like, yeah... <laughs> I never so went there. From now on, we're going to have to wear t-shirts that you can only I buy. I think I had like a three-month phase where I was inter inter interested in It was kind in of like, like at past me. Like it was probably like really big when like, cause I'm just a few years, a few years older than you. But I think for me, like it was kind of like, you know, if I went there. You is three. So you're actually few, several years older <laughs> several, than me. Oh, once you're more than three. <laughs> thanks a lot. So it was kind of past my time to shop at Hot Topic. <laughs> okay. Be okay. that guy. I think it was um, hit. It was hot when yeah. I was. In high school, like yeah. So current event, current it was thing, the hot topic. The hot topic. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we should say like headline. The headline. The yeah, thing. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The okay, headline we're the talking headline? about this week uh, is uh, Hurricane Ian and disaster relief. Mm, uh, so mm. uh, really, you know, uh, you know, this has happened. We live in Florida. Hurricanes happen a lot. Where it's on the radar. Uh, there's always this huge buildup, and this one was particularly devastating mm -hmm. to uh, Central mm -hmm. and South Florida. So we wanted to talk about uh, one hurricane response. Like how should we respond? Mm -hmm. But also a legitimate question that people have when events like this happen is. Why does this happen? Mm -hmm. Why does God allow natural disasters mm -hmm. that are devastating mm -hmm. like this uh, to happen? And not just hurricanes, but I think back mm -hmm. to, um, you know, 
a while, a long time ago, a, a huge earthquake that happened in the South Pacific and mm -hmm. 220 mm -hmm. something thousand people died in Indonesia, Thailand, across the South Pacific. Just devastating world events that happen, natural disasters. Why does God allow these things to happen? Well, I think this one's pretty clear. Um, depending on your political persuasion, it's either uh, God's judgment against Ron DeSantis <laughs> or God's judgment against the counties that vote liberal oh, who yeah. don't favor Ron DeSantis. <laughs> it all comes back to politics. You know what's so crazy? And I think maybe we talked about this is that it is so much more difficult to like find information about Hurricane Ian's disaster relief because so much is focused on politics yeah. this time. And that is so sad. Our media, it really is. And I think, you know, and I, this is a sidebar, by the yeah, way. This yeah, this is a sidebar, but I, I do, I tend to be pretty like, you know, middle of the road in terms of like the, the news sources and try to get both, but it really is like hard to find this. And it's funny. I mentioned this in staff meeting. You we like were, bounce back and forth between Breitbart and Fox News, right? <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just yeah, like, right what are people there. saying? Right in the middle. I just try to be informed of what people are saying that influence people that I'm called to shepherd. And uh, it's kind of scary actually. Yeah. But, um, you know, we were in India and I had this big tourist attraction. These two Indian college students come up and they strike up a conversation. And one of the things they said was, we really feel like, and these, these guys are not from the States, have not studied here. They only get what's exported from the media mm -hmm. uh, as far as their impression of the our country. And they said, we really believe that the mainstream media in America is very leftist and pointing people uh, to our unfavorable positions. Like, wow. That's, yeah. that's pretty I like that you were fighting back speaking in the accent. I was not there. speaking you in were their accent. You were like, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't let this be on the World Wide <laughs> that's Web. That's right. So back to the actual legitimate yes. question. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Why does this happen? Yeah. So uh, with any disaster, and I would say any tragedy, there's like the clear general answer, mm -hmm. which I think people are good with, but where people really wrestle is the specific part of it. Right. And the, the clear general answer is that, you know, the scriptures teach us that this world is, is, has a, has a shelf life, you know, mm. and even that creation is kind of eagerly waiting yeah, for Romans the eight. end of was, that yeah. shelf life. And so a part of the fall, uh, living in a fallen world are, um, you know, disasters or sickness, uh, mm -hmm. all those things. So I, I think we can all get that. I think our, I think the bigger question that people struggle with is like, so why this specific one? Why did yeah. this happen to me? Why did this happen to my loved ones? Why did this happen to those people? Right. right. I agree fully. I think, you know, Romans 8, uh, 19 through 20 says this, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly. So this, this idea of uh, not just mankind feeling the consequences of the fall, but right. the earth has feels the consequences of the fall. And these are the implications of that, that even nature uh, is uh, waiting to be renewed when Christ returns to make all things yeah, new. That's good. Um, and I think a, a, a parallel question is, let's just think about sin. Like why would God allow this sin to happen? Let's say someone uh, sins against you and it's a terrible thing. Someone, you mm -hmm. know, can, you know, mm -hmm. when there's a, um, yeah, a, a bombing anything. or, you know, yeah, yeah. why did God allow this yeah, to happen? Well, it's, it's the consequences yeah. of sin in the same right. way. So there's a parallel there we have yeah. to remember. And I think when we bring it home, we have to remember that, you know, scripture says that it rains uh, on the righteous mm -hmm. and the unrighteous. Mm -hmm. I remember back to, uh, you know, when Hurricane Katrina happened, there were people who said uh, that Hurricane Katrina was God's judgment yeah. against the city of New Orleans, yeah, specifically that. because of the voodoo, because of all this. And like, well, it's, it's it's a sign of God's judgment against sin for all because if he were to do that for New Orleans 
for that reason. He would also need to do it at the same time for the rest of the earth, uh, you know, at the same time. So I think we get into really dangerous territory when we say that an act of natural disaster is specific judgment on one group or one location rather than as this is a sign of God's judgment against sin. Yeah. I do think it's a reminder of judgment, you know, but you're right. I think God... And I think this is very simple to understand. It's just hard for our hearts to grasp it mm. because we feel yeah. a certain way when we experience loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all deserve to be wiped off the face of this earth as mm. sinners, you know? So like, I think we have to start there with that realization and understand like this world is not our home. This yeah. world is not permanent. And so these are all signs. God is, is there is an incoming, God is establishing something where there's righteousness that reigns. Mm. And so, you know, the answer, um, you know, to it, uh, can cannot be based on the gospel, based on Romans eight and nine, cannot be that God is absent from our suffering, right. watching us suffer because he himself sent Christ to suffer on our behalf for the end game. And so, you know, I think that that has to be sometimes our hope when no other answer uh, really makes sense. And so I do think we get, we're dangerous. What, so what could, we're going to get to what we should do. Like what we should not do is start to figure out like, okay, why did God cause this specific thing to happen? In this person's life. Like that was the problem with Job friends mm-hmm. like they're, they're trying to, to say okay yeah. cause and effect and it's like the cause is the fallen world you know right. and we see that god was using the fallen world uh for his glory and i think that's what's pretty incredible is that even in the midst of disasters and sins and tragedies um god is working them for his glory and um specifically you know through the cross of jesus christ mm-hmm. and i think too i would you know if you have a friend who's really struggling with this disaster or any disaster uh and something i would say is that you know if they're like, why would this happen well that's an appeal to some sense of justice right exactly and, yeah and yeah. the fact that they're addressing this seems unjust shows that there is some sense of innate, like there is a right and wrong. There is a sense of justice in us and what's right and wrong. And so that's an appeal to, you know, if you have that feeling, then there is an appeal to, there has to be some source of this appeal to to what's right and wrong. And that would be God, like who is the source of all truth. How how do you have any sense of like, the fact that right. people dying is wrong. Like, yeah, exactly. That is, it's not just random chance yeah. and oh well. Like, that, yeah, yeah, that's hopeless. Absolutely. And, uh, so, so, how do we respond? Yeah, I mean, that's no. a great question we need to ask. Is how do we respond in this? And I think uh, the number one answer is serve and give. Like, yeah, right. those are the yeah, two yeah. things. Like, and when I say give. I mean, money, Yeah, <laughs> uh, give money. And I say that unapologetically yeah. because I think a tendency uh, that we have in, as people in a culture who have excess mostly, um, we want to give stuff that we don't need anymore. Mm-hmm. So I would say in mm-hmm. any disaster relief, mm-hmm. any kind of tragedy, this isn't a time to clean out your closet and mm-hmm. give like your old Yeah, you're not Eminem, come on. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't I get mean, that reference probably. Uh, but yeah, is that a song? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, good. it's not time to just clean out your clean closet, out get rid closet. of the stuff you don't want anymore. Um, because what ultimately happens is those clothes may or may not make it to people. And they probably like, it's just so many logistics of these clothes going to the right people and the sizes, most of them just end up being thrown mm-hmm. away. Your Southwest Florida friends probably don't need your starter jacket. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just not so what they need is they need people to walk with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They need Mm -hmm. and they need 
the, the agencies that are providing organized relief mm -hmm. uh, need funds to do that. So yeah, you, it, it is this reminder of how small we are because we want to do something and really like we're not going to personally be the ones who do a lot. I mean, we could aid to it, mm -hmm. but, and, and that's the thing, the, the, the effort, the recovery effort is long-term. Yeah. And so it, it's, it takes finances and mm -hmm. it takes, you know, people who are willing to go and plug in and just do what's needed mm -hmm. of them for a week, which thankfully, you know, our church is heavily involved in that. And Florida Baptist, Southern Baptist in general, like, you know, but behind the Red Cross United Way, yeah. I think there's like one more organization. We're the fourth largest disaster relief. Like yeah. that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. I mean, I had an aunt who served with the Red Cross after Hurricane Katrina, and she said it was known, like, the Southern Baptists are going to be there first. They're yeah. the, they're, they're the, we're going to feed the everybody. They're going to feed everybody. And that's that because we're good at that, <laughs> yeah. but also that's so needed. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, and that really enables other groups to, to work, but also I think of the work like Mark and Robin Nelson, who lead yeah. our ministry They're yeah. you know, they're, they're early kind of getting logistics for taking people from our church there, yeah. but they are walking, you know, door to door, just ministering to people, yeah. reminding and them identifying of needs. Yeah. Yep. Identifying yep. needs. And then showing them the greatest need, right? Yeah. Brother? And then sharing the gospel uh, and just the ministry of presence is yeah. so vital. This Amen. is the, this is the time where people do feel forgotten, yeah. and it's a great time to remind yeah. people that they are not forgotten. Yeah. So give money, uh, and and if you can go, go. But go with a group that has a strategic effort. Uh, millennials, I'm talking yeah. to you right now. I remember during Hurricane Michael, friends of mine from across the state who just like drove over there and took a bunch of random supplies. And I'm telling you, like in in Panama City, you would see on the side of the road, like just piles of bottles of water that weren't being used and piles of, you know, yeah. stuff. And it was like, you felt like you did good, yeah. but really you weren't doing good. Mm -hmm. And back when we talked about missions a couple of weeks ago, like yeah. it's not about what makes us feel good. It's about meeting yes, the needs. And exactly. we really have to check that. And millennials mm -hmm. probably and younger specifically, like, like are way more interested in like what is an Instagram a good Instagram post and right. what gives us the feels than we are like actually meeting the needs of our brothers and sisters. It's not right. glamorous yeah. always, you know. And so, um, yeah, helping can hurt if yeah. it's not the right kind of help. You can. So. We've seen that. You, there's lots of documentaries on, yeah, out there. Books all that about stuff. That, so. so, anything else to say on this topic? Yeah, Missions I would just guy? say yeah, just just. Put put your money where your mouth is, yeah. and uh, and give and serve. I mean, really, that's what it boils down yeah. to. Yeah. And, you know, and friends too, like, you know, sometimes when somebody has, you know, like a need in the community, their house burns down and we, you know, people just give, 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 and it ends up being abundance of giving. And you're like, well, is that really, who cares? Like yeah. give if the Lord's prop yeah. prompting you to give, mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean. Exactly. Anyway. So, I mean, you can give specifically to our church's disaster yes. relief yes, fund. Nice plug. Uh, there you go. Uh, and I say that because a hundred percent of that is given is going directly to support disaster relief ministries. Yeah. You can give to if Florida Baptist, uh, you can give to send relief. Uh, you and know, there's just other orgs, there's yeah. other organizations that are doing great work too. So I would just say, just just be a blessing in that way. So, yeah, um, so those of you who still haven't sponsored Boggy Talk, why don't you go ahead and give money to Florida Baptist Disaster Relief or our <laughs> disaster go. relief team since you haven't sponsored us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now you have a legitimate excuse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, kind, kind of on the same note, you know, I'm you uh, with uh, a brother in yeah. Christ, Grant, and a brother in Christ from another church, Matt, uh, headed over to India. Mm. Uh, that's why you weren't on Boggy Talk last week. Yeah. And um, we just, just, just jotted on over there. Yeah, you just know? jotted on over there, <laughs> uh, partnering with uh, our friend Ostrom and yeah. some others. Uh, tell me, uh, kind of, you know, in five minutes, how the trip went. Whew, it was intense. 
Uh, it was exhausting, but it was so rewarding. Uh, and I would say um, life-giving, not just to my own heart, but I believe to the work that's going on there. Not that we did anything special, because uh, I, I, as we were there, I just- Yasrim told me you really he did was like, <laughs> He spoke, but it made no sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just um, kidding. <laughs> but I think- um, Really, the, the whole time I'm there, just continue to be overwhelmed with, Lord, I have nothing except the gospel and mm, you know mm. anything in you, and anything in me to give is from you. So, and very humbled that I get to be a part of this. Mm. Like, this is so humbling um, that we're not, we're just going to serve, you know, and build up the church. You know, we say, we don't want to grow our church. We want to just grow our church. We want to build the kingdom. And this mm. was just, um, so we have some brothers and sisters there that you and I have had a relationship with now for about eight years. And this church, Church on Bayshore, has been supporting uh, several of these workers uh, for three years now. And I think what was so encouraging to me was to see the fruit of their labor um, and to participate in their labor uh, and and to see how God is really working. You know, India itself is a very difficult nation to reach with the gospel. And COVID made it even more challenging. COVID made it much more challenging. And as we're there, I'm still trying to picture how in the world COVID and the lockdowns actually happened. (laughs) Yeah, with all those people. It is so crowded. Like, it is so crowded everywhere. Feels like your house. city. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) But, um, you know, you just think like, Goodness, these these men and these women are being so faithful to trust God. You know, they are literally trusting God for their daily bread. And they're still going out and serving and sharing the gospel and planting churches amongst people who who really are, I would say, they're forgotten people of of the culture. You know, India is primarily Hindu background. There's a significant portion of the population that's Buddhist and Muslim. Uh, and there are pockets of Christianity, uh, like in Mumbai, you know, would be, you know, maybe, you know, three to 5% Christian. Um, but the further out you get into the state, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. unreached. We're talking mm-hmm. there are unreached people groups who, with no access to the gospel, no Christian witness. But, um, the gospel is spreading. Mm. And I think the government there has really tried to restrict the movement of the church. Um, but in history, that's never worked well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church mm-hmm. always uh, finds a way um, because you can't stop God. Like you mm-hmm. can't stop the immovable mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. our time was spent with them encouraging teaching. They are training up leaders from their churches to go out and share the gospel and be church planters. What we would call church planters, they call them Bible study leaders. And then they are working to equip uh, and and basically stand up a local church that's then multiplying itself, going out and sharing the gospel. Mm. We spent time just in the word with them, encouraging them, praying for them. Uh, we did a family seminar just to do some basic discipleship about marriage and family and parenting uh, because many of these uh, men and women, they're, they're new Christians. They're first-generation Christians. They don't come from a heritage of Christian families. They're not coming from a you know Christian uh, you know, culture, uh, Judeo-Christian culture that we have here. So um, mm-hmm. there's just a lot to learn. Uh, and it's, you know, humbly we're teaching these things. And then we uh, spent some time uh, with some other uh people with an or- missions organization that our church supports greatly, the IMB, and just equipping uh, some training, specifically strategy and church planting for some leaders in a further reach or further inland city, mm. um, just to equip and empower them. I would say, um, you know, we went out and shared the gospel and there's what, what's beautiful is that you don't, you've done this and if you go out and share the gospel and, you know, in this Hindu culture there, you don't, you have no idea we never have any idea, no matter where we are, about someone's heart and where they're receiving. Uh, 
and they say, you know, yes, we want to pray and receive Jesus. Well, you don't know if they're like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. This mm -hmm. is, I get it. And Another God. You don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, but right. what's cool is we're with a local pastor who's yeah. going to be there when Follow we're not. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we literally, after we pray with this family, like this pastor's coming to your house mm -hmm. if you will have him and he will begin a Bible study with you that really helps them discover who Jesus is mm -hmm. um, and begins the discipleship process that ultimately will lead them to a point where it's like, are you ready to understand, fully confess Jesus as Lord. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they are very hospitable and listen to the foreigner mm -hmm. and respect that. Um, and then, but they, I think it's powerful because it's also witness this is, is not a foreign God mm -hmm. uh, because there's nationals there who mm -hmm. we're working with. And that's why we said this before, uh, when you're doing stuff like this as a church in the States, it's so important that we are setting up, empowering and holding up the local church as the hero. You know, Jesus is the hero, but the local church and these pastors and leaders mm -hmm. and their wives are the ones we want to constantly highlight and say, this, this man, this brother is going to come and teach you. So overall, I mean, it is an overwhelming trip. Uh, you just every it's loud all the time it's crowded all the time the food is is delicious but after a while you're like i just want a hamburger because <laughs> yeah. you cannot get a hamburger there um but yeah all in all I, I i believe so much in our church supporting the work that's going on mm -hmm. and really um helping the gospel reach unreached people mm -hmm. so that was a, a Maybe five minutes, maybe a little five longer. Five and a half. We're oh, good. Hey, there you go. I was yeah, trying to be Yeah, that was quick. good for you. Yeah, you're yeah. usually way over than five. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, continued support through our, our financial support of those pastors there. Yes. We're a team to kind of just yeah. come and encourage and strengthen. Exactly. Yearly. That's Anything our plan. Else, you know, the, those, those are guys? the two main, pri well, three, praying for them uh, to continue our support. We, we are praying through, um, you know, we have a couple of, we met, a, met a, engaged with a couple of new pastors we would like to support uh, in the coming mm -hmm. years and to provide mm -hmm. support because these guys are, you I mean, they are, this is, they don't have a lot of other income and they want to give themselves to the gospel. Yeah. So for, for, it's a minimal dollar amount for us and not from our Western perspective, but it makes a huge right. impact there. Right. And I think- yeah, that's good. Um, it's just vital that we help mm -hmm. that flourish. Um, mm -hmm. What I feel really cool, uh, comfortable with, is that you know, Ostrom, our pastor there, he, they are these guys are vetted. They are serious. They're held to high standards uh, in yeah. terms of their work. A lot um, of transparency. There's a lot yeah, of transparency, um, and we're thankful. So, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, we will. We plan to send another team in 2023, and then each year, you know, Lord willing, we continue to, to go encourage, come alongside. Um, on the way home, I read an article by uh, about a man who has, uh, I can't remember the last name, but he basically founded Trump. this. Yeah, not Trump. Okay. But basically, he founded this uh, incredible missions organization that gets the Bible into um, into closed countries. And, you know, he, one quote he had was like he had gone to preach somewhere in a closed country. And Brother Andrew. Brother Andrew, thank you. I knew it was Andrew, but I can't remember his first name. And they basically the guy said, you know, better than any sermon is your presence to remind us that we're not alone. Mm -hmm. I think that is a piece of this mm -hmm. is reminding some brothers and sisters who are very isolated That's good that stuff. they're not alone. Well, uh, I think we have time for one more question. We did have a couple others and we always encourage you to ask questions, but uh, I was asked a question. Um, it was in response to a sermon uh, while you were gone when I preached on the Lord's Supper. Mm. And uh, I talked about how our relationship with Jesus is communal, not yeah. individual. Ooh, that's not American. Yeah. And so several people are like, what? What you talking about? Mm. What you talking about, Willis? Anybody know what that's from? <laughs> okay. Uh, different yeah, strokes, Yeah, man. there you go, man. <laughs> um, so- Watch that show all the time. Uh, yeah, I'll just kind of answer that and then I'll uh, you know let you chime in with whatever. Mm -hmm. So I said explicitly in that sermon that our relationship is personal in nature. Mm -hmm. um, 
but that it's not in, it's not individual, it's communal. And, yeah. and what I mean by that is, yeah, I mean, God created you on purpose, <laughs> uh, and he loves you and he saves you and you are responsible for your actions and your sin and all that. Absolutely. God, God has a plan for your life. There's no question about that. But that all that plan is to be a part of the church, yeah. is to be a part of his bride for all of eternity. Yeah. And so when we're thinking about our personal relationship, we're always thinking about it com in a mm. communal way. Yeah. You, you can't really do what the Bible says if you're not communal. <laughs> all the I one mean, another's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all the one another's. Like, so I think that the people in our church who mostly are like, what, clarify that, you are thinking communal. You know, you yeah. are a part of the church. You get that you need other believers and all that. But but there is this mentality out there that comes from an individualistic Western uh, view of life where it's like, hey, I have my relationship with Jesus. I don't need other people. And I'm like, hey, I love you. Mm -hmm. But if you have a relationship with Jesus of the Bible, he tells you otherwise. Yeah. And so that relationship that's personal actually is probably truly personal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's not actually with Jesus, right. you know, like because um, – it's just very clear that the fruit of the spirits are mm. are 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 these love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control, all exercised in a community. Right. I mean, the unity of the spirit is something mm -hmm. the Bible talks about. So, you know, I, I I understand. I think that probably most people who heard that just that language is a little foreign to them. Mm -hmm. And I was explaining, you know, communion in a way that yeah. maybe a lot of people haven't thought about it because, you know, communion isn't this personal thing. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time, Christy and I took communion at our wedding, just the two of us. And I actually think that was wrong now, mm -hmm. looking back, you know, I mean, I'm not like- I'm glad we, you've we, seen the error. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but like, it should have been the whole group, the whole, yeah. which it wasn't all believers, so we shouldn't have done it, you know, mm -hmm. but- um, that, that's kind of like, I get point. why you, I, yeah, I, I kind of have the same thing about community. I think if people do it, okay, but it's, we're just watching you do this and yeah. Yeah. So I, did, I, I wouldn't do that now. Yeah, you know, exactly. I wouldn't even allow that to happen at a wedding. I remember I like, I thought it was, I remember someone telling me that you shouldn't do it. And I was like, you're wrong. And then I thought about it more. I was like, actually, I see the merit in what they're saying. Yeah. So yeah. Anything I, else on that? Yeah. I just think, you know, you know, the Bible talks about the body of Christ and no one person is the body. You know, it takes all of us to be the body. Uh, and we have different parts and yeah, it's just, there's things that we're designed to be in communion with each other. Uh, the one another's of scripture, the yeah. pressing uh, that happens. And honestly, like, you know, one one person fighting a battle is pretty ineffective, but an army together uh, Ecclesiastes is pretty chapter four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a reference in yeah. mind. But yeah. you know, I just think like that is that's the underlying principle of like we are called together to do this. The whole context of scripture is written to a plurality of people, not mm -hmm. just individuals. And yeah, it's just right. hard for us as as Western Christians because that's how we're taught. We're taught, yeah. you know, you are responsible, yeah. you and we are, and we yeah. are accountable. Yeah. But we're also Communal. I would liken it, you know, I coach you sports and love sports. Like I would liken it to this. And maybe I should have said this when I was preaching, but like, if you're on a football team, like there are things that you are responsible for and you are doing to execute well, but the reality is you depend on the team, mm -hmm. you know, and you need to think about the team because you're there with the team. And, and so you're not always just thinking about yourself, you right. know? Um, and, and, and that's it's So it's a team sport where it's not golf, you know, right. that's really what Christianity is. That's what I would probably mm -hmm. say. So that's good. anyway, I think yeah. we can pause on this other question and hold it till next week. Cause Sounds we're good. Uh, getting close to 30 minutes here and we will have fun with this game. So okay. we can allot the time we needed. No man. Uh, so this is a bracket. Cause you know, I love brackets. Brackets. Uh, uh, so a tournament, we got eight different 
books, <laughs> oh. which people love, whether it's oh, a great. lot of people so or a certain segment of people. people. Okay. But I want you to tell me which is the worst of those books that the people love. The worst of the best books. The worst of the okay. best books. So I think I'm ready to offend some people. So, uh, and I kind of paired these appropriately. So and I the hate f- offending people just like yeah, yeah, more than anybody. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> so, uh, and I, Grace, you don't love it, but you're I, okay with it. You're like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, all right. So uh, the first round matchup is between two fictional books. <laughs> Gosh. Um, which one says it's not. Uh, the Shack, <laughs> which is William Young's book uh, on really like suffering, mm-hmm. which kind of the beginning of it, if you've read it, is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it gets into some crazy yeah. you know, imagery of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Versus heaven is for real. Ooh. The story of okay, a boy so going to heaven. In my mind, this is going to be easy. And here's my rationale because someone's going to disagree. Yes. All right. Yeah, I want to hear your so why. So I'm going to say the worst is the heaven is for real. Because it was like they said this is like true and this definitely absolutely 100% happened. Uh, and so that wins, right? Because it's the worst best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the shack, yeah, there's major issues. But I read the shack and when I hear me out. I liked the shack when I read it because I was like, I read it for what it was. And it like most, some people were like, this is the worst thing ever in the world because he's trying to say, he's like, he was just trying to like explain some things about the Trinity, which no one can actually do because no, yeah. so I don't know. I read it for what it was. And I mean, yeah, there's definitely things in there. I'm like, Eesh, no, 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 no. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was a fiction story, not a, he wasn't trying to say this is God. So like, what, is what I'm hearing is you really identify with the idea of God as a Southern <laughs> African-American woman. Uh, okay. And our next life group study will be this. No, just kidding. Next round. Uh, you know, churches did that, right? Oh, I yeah, know okay. churches Sorry. did that. Okay. Yes. So heaven is for real makes it on to face the winner out of sun stand still. What happens when you dare to ask God for the impossible written by Stephen Furtick, mm-hmm. which is taking that passage, you know, where the yeah, sun the stands Joshua, still, yeah. Joshua, and saying that can happen in your life versus, you know who I got to pit him against. Right, your Joel best Osteen. life now by Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> which one's worse? Uh, okay. So I haven't read either one for content, but I'm going to go based off my assumptions about the book, uh, the book's, Oh gosh, because they're the both probably best. man the worst. But because they're both probably twist. I was gonna say this one's probably twisting more, but I have no idea because I'm not read. Um, I'm just gonna say the the worst best because so many people have read it is Best Life Now. Yeah, That's because I it's so bit so many worst. people. But also, like I feel like there's probably actually some decent principles in there. You can, oh no, oh <laughs> no, I'm not oh, reading. No. no plan to read it. The uh, chapter where the Asian Holy Spirit starts speaking. <laughs> you're like, I really love it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, Oh, this one doesn't have an opponent. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. just bad. It's just that bad. Oh no, no, it does. Okay, this is this is our female author category. Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. Okay, which is just a lot of taking a mm-hmm. lot of liberty with what Jesus is saying. Which weird in our a lot of people in our church have seen have Jesus Calling Bible mm-hmm. who are like older. They, I just don't really know. And then versus. Girl, wash your face. Mm. Stop believing the lies about who you are so you can become who you are meant to be by Rachel Hollis. Girl, wash your face. I think that's just, uh, it's just so not, at least Jesus calling is like trying Trying, to point you to the Bible, you know, and who God is. And I think girl, wash your face is like, 
hey, you're enough and I've deceived you all because I'm rich and have- And, and then ended up getting divorced and, and my this, husband and I created- Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. Created this empire. Yeah. Okay. Um, last one to face that one in round two in the semifinals. The prayer of Jabez breaking <laughs> through the blessed life versus love wins- a book about heaven, hell, and the fate of every person who ever lived. Oh, so, it, okay, Love Wins is the worst because okay. that's like, it's just universalism is Rob Bell. I mean, Prayer of Jabez, I think, largely misused, but you, there's maybe some, yeah, anyway. so There yeah. is some redeeming yeah, things exactly. in like there. It's, it's just like people in the 90s were like, like yeah, yeah. I can be rich and not yeah, feel bad. Yeah, the internet, you know. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, um, and you know, I think of my my aunt who just passed away. That was a very important book to her. Love wins. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, prayer of Jabez. But yeah. she actually was seeking to use her business for the glory of God, and she was a businesswoman. And you know, like so, I I see there's some redeem, redeeming qualities in there, and you know. Anyway, so part of the problem with Love Wins too is like Rob Bell is just like trying to sound smart. Yeah. And he's actually like just repeats a bunch you of know, other stuff other people I say. I saw him speak at a conference back before he went like yeah. whack. And I walked away thinking, this is my impression of Rob Bell. I'm going to like basically like this is how he's this is how he teaches. Like, James, hey, this is uh, Michael. Michael, this is James. Uh, Michael, did you know that James said this about you? James, did you know Michael said this about you? I'm out. See you guys later. That's funny. <laughs> he just like yeah, yeah. stirs a pot and offers yeah. no yeah. resolution. Like yeah. it's, it's very, it's very, yeah. Okay. All right. By the way, by I the do way, have, Michael and James have said nothing about each other in yeah, secret. So no, not that I know of. Um, so I do have a book that has made it all the way to the finals. So it's like technically not in this because okay. it's going to win. But so, all right. So semifinals uh, is heaven is for real versus your best life now. Best life now. Is the worst? Yeah. All right. I'm letting you win it. That's fine. But I just think because it's been so Heaven is for real is just a lie. It's wrong. Yeah. I mean, you're asking me to but choose. I guess your like, best life now is a lie too. Yeah. You're asking me like, would I rather like have um stitches or get a cavity fix? Like neither one is sounds great to me. So definitely would rather have stitches. <laughs> Gosh. Well, but then the injury is a, like that's not subjective. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta get kidding. an injury to get stitches, okay. you know. That's true. At least that's with true. a cavity, I'm yeah, like, I true. didn't even know that's I had it. Point. So that's a great point. Which Man, is also you're just dangerous. Deeper than I am. <laughs> All right. Other semifinals. Girl wash your face or love wins. Oh, Ooh, isn't that? That's good. All right. Give them Ooh. 17 minutes. To oh, this dude. Out. <laughs> Basically, you could flip a coin on this one. I'm going to say love wins because okay. it's just very just, dis- I mean, they're both wrong, but yeah. I mean, he's literally leading people away from, well, I mean, she is too. Never mind. So I, yeah, that's my answer. Yeah. One's just telling you to go, you know, to the sink. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of read the Bible. The other is like, hey, you can read the Bible and believe the wrong thing. So, yeah. all right. So the championship of those two, again, which we'll face in the ultimate championship, another book. Your best life now or mm-hmm. love wins? Love wins. Love wins, wins. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, yeah. It's just like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That might not have been fair because it's, it's so uni- heretical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. also, you know, even though it was not heretical, I really kind of didn't like 
Chan's book either because it was like, dude, you totally wrote this to uh, refute to our Bell, feet. Yeah, the racing which hell, is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, I yeah, mean, but also he was like, hey, dude, here's the truth. Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, and I'm gonna make millions while I do this. Uh, okay, that's Chan, right? He's like, I'm gonna do this really virtuous thing and also make a bunch of the money while I do it. Um, so if Left Behind had been in the championship, who would have won? Left Behind Left or Left Behind? Because I think they're so popular. Look, so I read that book when it was popular, and I at the time was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna happen. And it I'm was like, a series yeah oh there's like they just kept pumping a them bunch out of man. Them. yeah they because they made a lot of money and several movies even they re, even remade the movie with nicholas cage i talked about that last week on oh, boggy talk oh, if you listen when I, you're i'm out. listening afterward to, i'm gonna listen i'm gonna listen Goodness. what kind uh, of host are you I, I just you know i had no i was busy serving the lord in mm, India mm. without a great internet connection. I'm taking so. over. So, <laughs> hey, I'm we would love to hear your questions and ideas <laughs> for a game even. Um, but we always love to be with you on Boggy Talk and appreciate you so much. And uh, I appreciate you, Justin. I and appreciate I'm glad you, bro. you're back yeah. in that magenta shirt. Yeah. All right. See you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.